Hello and welcome to the History of Etruria, episode 10. Oh man, Romans again? Before I begin today's episode, I just want to thank all of my loyal listeners for sticking with me and supporting my little history podcast I started a few months ago as a pet project. I have always been fascinated by the culture of this ancient civilization that is too often overlooked by history books, and when I started recording a podcast about them for the fun of it, I had no idea that the total number of either episodes or listeners would crack double digits, but here we are. What started with episode one, an Etruscan league of their own, has become a smash hit with literally dozens of listeners. And yes, having 13 listeners means I can technically say dozens, because it is one and one-twelfth dozens of listeners. But we are reaching the end of our journey. At the conclusion of our last episode, the Roman army, on another one of their characteristic belligerent military campaigns, approached the gates of Volci, the last holdout city of Etruria, prepared to bring an untimely end to this once-thriving and vibrant civilization. But the proud people of Vulci were not going to give up without a fight. <laughs> Hang on. It seems like someone is coming into my r- rental recording studio. Um, can I help you? Uh, hey, I have the studio booked at one. Uh, it, it's, it's 1220. I still have 40 minutes left. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Don't get pissy with me. Uh, I just wanted to check and make sure someone was here. Because, you know, if not, I figured I could start recording my podcast a little early. Okay, well, someone is here. So please respect the rules and wait till I've had my full time. Whoa, jeez. Chill the fuck out. I'll go wait outside. So as a quick note for new listeners, or I guess just my one new listener from the past week, shout out to EtruriaFan69, um, I recorded the history of Etruria in a studio that is rented out on an hourly basis. And when my podcast started getting popular, this studio started attracting other history fans to record their own podcasts about ancient civilizations, attempting to replicate my success. (laughs) Unfortunately, as this is a small labor of love for me, I don't have the budget to rent this space out any longer than I already have, or to hire an editor so that last interchange with the other very rude podcast historian has to be in this episode, but that's okay. We can move past that. As I was saying, the city defense of Vulci was preparing for... Hey, are you done with the space yet? You again? No, I am not done with the space. I just told you that I still have most of the hour. Look, brah, I'm working on a sick history podcast about my favorite ancient civilization. Whatever you're doing can't be as important as that. Um, as it happens, I am also doing a history podcast about my favorite ancient civilization. Oh, yeah? What's your favorite ancient civilization? Uh, Etruria. Oh, Etruria? OMG! Your favorite ancient civilization can be traced to what? The 8th century BC to the 3rd? Maybe the 1st century BC? Oh, that's so sad! Hey, Etruscan cultural identity lasted four centuries, if not millennia after they were conquered, and their influence can be tracked. You know what? I don't have to answer to you. If you want to learn more about Etruscan culture, you have to listen to episode 5, Etrusk Can You Feel the Love Tonight, like a 
anyone else. Now get out of here. Oh, what? You'll tell the rental studio owner on me? <laughs> yes, I'll do exactly that. I just chill. You have bigger problems to worry about, like how the adjective Etruscan doesn't sound at all like the region name Etruria. So dumb. You know what? I'll leave you to your sad little early city-states. Who does that other podcast host think he is? <laughs> Don't let it get to you. Practice the discipline that defined Etruscan identity. Okay. All right, as I was saying, the Etruscan League was reduced to one holdout city, Volci, but their invaders were about to learn that... Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry to interrupt again, but uh, Etruscan loser says what? What? Oh my god, I can't uh, believe she said it! Oh, you should see the look on your face! Oh, <laughs> deuces! Mytinia, the sky god of Etruscan religion. This guy is getting on my nerves! So the citizens of Vulci were preparing to defend against a siege when... Okay, I know that's just the history podcast bully, so I'm going to power through this. The citizens of Vulci were no pushovers because they... Damn it! I cannot work under these conditions! You want the studio? Fine. You can have it. I'll find another day and time to record my last couple of episodes undisturbed. Wow. I did not think she would give in so easily. I was just playing with her. Her loss. Time to start recording. Hello, and welcome to the History of Rome. Today's episode is brought to you by New York Pacific. You're listening to New York Pacific... Brought to you by your own free will. Tonight's episode, Absurd is Bond, tries to find what lies in the mind behind the ties that bind. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, how long does it take to sharpen a sword? No, no, no. No, I'm just confused as to... Oh, Gary! Gary, did you see? Hang on, Mom. No, no, it's just that it's a double-edged sword, you see? I need both edges sharp this time. Otherwise, it's just a single-edged sword. I'm aware that it's longer than a knife. That's why I need it. No, you don't understand. Do you even love America, man? Gary! Gary, don't worry about that now. Turn on the news! Mom, I said hang on. Look, what's your name? No, no, your last name. Okay, listen up, you patty potato boiler. I... What do you mean you're not Irish? I... Okay, well, I've been to India, and people there boil stuff, too. Oh, Gary, look! The president of the United States will announce in just moments that the United we States... We got him! I have a great Kashmiri stew recipe that I'm going to print out and bring when I... And that the United States is convinced that it has the body of Osama bin Laden, the mastermind of 9-11, the architect of Al-Qaeda... Shit. And we don't know the Call details, we don't know how this came about, but we are told now by several sources, administration sources and congressional sources, that the administration is now telling Mom, senior members... is that right? Oh, it's a miracle, Gary! The Lord and the Navy SEALs answered our prayers! He has been killed, we don't know the details of how that happened, but that is the... Isn't it wonderful, Gary? Gary? Bin Laden? Oh, the bastard! Oh, but they got him, Gary. They're sure? Oh, they said Obama's going to come on in a little bit. Isn't that wonderful? Bin Laden's dead? Gary, you, 
You don't have to go back to Pakistan. Yeah, but... But, but Mom, I was going to do it this time. What makes a man a man? Is it always doing everything that he I mean, sure, I didn't get Bin Laden last time. Or the time before that. No. Or before that. Look, obviously I've never got him, or I wouldn't have made the subsequent trips. We can just... Oh, jeez. Gary, are you crying? No. No, I mean... I was just going to be the man who killed Bin Laden, as God himself told me to do in a dream. Oh, Gary, sometimes dreams are wrong. I've changed your sheets enough times to know that. Who did it? Who took away head honcho numero uno? Oh, the troops, Gary! The same ones that we support! In a way, we all got him! Any one of us taxpayers could have been the ones who buy that bullet! Ma, you know I don't pay taxes! Hell, couldn't the troops leave something for everyone else? Gary, I... It just had to... No, they they did their job, Gary. They killed Osama bin Laden. Yeah, but I was... I was gonna... You know, I know, honey. But if he's dead, isn't that... Isn't that just what you wanted? Yeah, but I was getting real close. Oh, Gary, honey. They have the CIA. They've got them drones and helicopters... It's easier if you're a U.S. military. You know, maybe they only think they got him. He's tricky. I thought I was about to kill Bin Laden a bunch of times while I was there. Obama's probably going to say they think they got Bin Laden. Oh, honey, yeah. Oh, oh, look, it's Obama. Yeah, he'll clear this up. Good evening. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the leader of al-Qaeda, and a terrorist who's responsible for the murder <laughs> Sorry, of Sorry, honey. Oh, oh, but it's good. We got bin Laden, right, Gary? Gary, you're happy about that? Yeah, I was going to get I was going to get bin Laden. I had a sword. Oh, I sh- I was going to say, bin Laden! You've been gotten! Carrie, that, oh, that would have been a sky. good one. Yeah, I guess I won't get to say it now. Black smoke billowing up from the what, Pentagon. What if you killed another Bin Laden? Huh? I'm sure there's another one better than bad Bin Ladens out there. I met one of them. Steve Bin Laden down in Houston. Nice guy. Not a terrorist. Didn't know that much about Osama. Oh, you could. Challenge him to play some tag. You're real good at tag. Forced to grow up without their mother Mom, or their father. We're not children. Parents uh, never know the I gotta call my sword place. guy and tell him not to bother. Nearly three Is there anything else on wrestling? 
we have caught and compromised to a permanent end, Osama bin Laden. I need something nice. This is PBS. Okay, and we'll get a little shading going here. Not too much. He is one of a kind. Close up, camera two. That was the best. Wide shot, camera one. <laughs> the best. Uh, stay on wide, camera one. And you'll pick your soft blender brush here. Boring. Close up to the uh, palette. Track to canvas on two. Very boring. Wide. Camera one. And even just a dry brush will make that blend a little better. Don't be shy. That's okay. Yeah, still the best. (laughs) Television is a visual medium. Canvas. Camera two. Yeah, and what is more visual than painting? Only television. A painting is also a visual medium. Uh, Let's get it over the shoulder. Camera one. What we have here is a simpatico media. We'll take the fan brush here. We want this to be a soft. Yeah, softness is important. Yes. Oh, what? Oh, network says any hardness and we're in trouble. <laughs> Stuff out there for our medium. Two. Yeah, Bob's gonna be Bob. <laughs> One. Take your titanium white here and on your palette, just a drop. Just a little bit of red. You don't want to forget a little of your Van Dyke brown. A dab of that, more or less. Bob's going to be Bob. And just, you want to sort of evenly come out from the center there. There you go. It's amazing that we can show this right into people's homes. (laughs) What do you mean? It's sort of soothing. There we go. You want to have a little fun? Get some more red here on the tip. I mean, sure, it's not flashy, but... The joy of painting? Anyone can enjoy this. I guess that depends. And long strokes here. Long strokes. You may be right. We're really toeing the line, huh? Camera one. I can't believe he had this stipulation in his contract. (laughs) Get a good feel for it. He's a nice guy, and he's also an artist. (laughs) It's still a... One. And right over here. Did he have to do a nude? (laughs) A happy little bush. Hi, I'm Bubbles. I'm a clown. Now, I know what you're thinking. Clowns? Yikes! Am I right? But I'm here on behalf of my colleagues in the clowning community to remind you that Hollywood should not have the final word on clowns. The Hollywood elite behind recent films like It and Joker would have you believe that we clowns are all Batman-hating, child-eating psychopaths. Let me assure you, nothing could be further from the truth. Did you know, as far back as the 16th century, clowns have been delighting audiences with their large pants large shoes, and even larger hearts. Clowns are individuals who, underneath our face paint and brightly colored wigs, only aspire to entertain you and your children. As featured in many of Shakespeare's plays, 
you might say that clowns are a foundational part of Western entertainment. Certainly more than the movies that besmirch our name and practice. So next time you see us at the circus, in a parade, or, God forbid, in a sewer, remember, we're either there to entertain you or because of a very terrible sewer-related accident. Take it from me, Bubbles the Clown. We're delightful and not at all terrifying. Enjoy our antics at your next birthday party, bar or bat mitzvah, or anywhere a small car with a surprising number of occupants can appear. We promise, I swear to God, not to fondle what shouldn't be fondled, and also promise that even though it would be easy to make a balloon dick and balls, every accredited clown college makes us sign oaths never to deploy such a thing, unless, of course, it has been pre-approved by the bachelorette party's maid of honor. Clowns! Shut up, Hollywood! Paid for by Clowns for Better Clowning and the American Council for Non-Perverted Entertainment with a generous contribution from the Wayne Foundation. to another thrilling radio adventure. Tonight's story starts in the outskirts of Baghdad in a remote bunker where the agents of the nefarious Islamic State plot against the free world. And that is how we will successfully detonate a dirty bomb in London. A brilliant plan. Now that the Brexit has strained the Britain's relationship with the EU, they have no military allies to protect them against us. So wait... Is a Brexit still happening, then? What's going on with that? Uh, nobody knows. But what we do know is that the UK is isolating itself from the rest of the world, making them vulnerable. Right. Who is uh, going to protect them now? The Knights of the Round Table? <laughs> <laughs> Actually. At that moment, four members of the underground cabal cast off their costumes, revealing themselves to actually be our heroes, who are in fact knights of the most excellent order of the British Empire. Their fearless and charming leader, Sir Michael Caine. We're here to protect the princes of old England. Tactical genius Dame Helen Mirren. Our plan to infiltrate your organization using our thespian training succeeded as I knew it would. Bad boy renegade Sir Sean Connery. Shuck it, Islamic State. And American wildcard Sir Henry Winkler. Hey! The ancient tradition of knights defending the realm of Britannia lives on in the year of our Lord, Anglican Jesus 2020. And though many knights today are aging entertainers, these modern Galahads still honor their oath to protect crown and country. Curses! We've been duped by the British knights. They're such a convincing actors. Now it's time for their final curtain. Everyone shoot them. Uh, wh- why aren't there any bullets coming out of our guns? We replaced your real guns with prop guns. Our signature strategy is besting our adversaries through stagecraft, suckers. 
No, we've been beaten. That's the Queen's signal. We needed our secret headquarters. Let's drop these near wheels off at the Tower of London on the way. Dallyo, knights! Hey! Hey, indeed, Sir Henry. Under the vigilant protection of its chivalrous champions, happy days are here again for the United Kingdom. But threats to England never rest, so these good knights can't sleep tight just yet. What lies in store for our present-day paladins? Why does Britain have an active military operation in Iraq in 2020? And what is the deal with Brexit? The answer to, well, one of these questions after this advertisement from one of our sponsors. Introducing the Whiskey Pod. For centuries, people have been enjoying our smoky, complex McFiddles, ice scotch on the rocks, on night. What the next innovation is here? The Pod. So what, I just pop it in the guinea? Or up the arse! <laughs> <laughs> Just pop it in your mouth. I love the pod enema. McFiddle's <laughs> pods. For, and we cannot stress this enough, oral consumption. I've got something for you for oral consumption. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking sock guy. Welcome back, listeners, to part two of tonight's episode of the Knights of the Round Table 2020. Our contemporaneous crusaders are congregated in their secret headquarters, an orbiting virgin galactic satellite operated by fellow knight and team financier, Sir Richard Branson. Welcome back, fellow knights, and congratulations on foiling Islamic State's latest scheme. Thank you, Sir Richard. We could not have succeeded without your generously allowing us access into your many resources, including the satellite base. Thank nothing of it. I've plenty of satellites to spare for the cause. That sound means we have incoming communication from Her Majesty. At the mention of Queen Elizabeth II, she appears before her gathered knights as a giant holographic. Long live the Queen! Knights of the realm, I applaud you on your most recent success and wish that I could reward you with a moment's respite. But the enemies of the crown are legion. And a new threat has arisen from an old nemesis. Which of our adversaries are we up against? The Russians? The Spanish? The Irish secessionists? No, Sir Sean Connery. This threat comes from France. Specifically, the French Legion of Honor. The French Legion of Honor? France's counterpart to the most excellent order of the British Empire. Are they responsible for Britain's recent social and economic unrest? Right. What exactly is going on with Brexit again? Uh, no one knows, but our intelligence tells us that France is planning a second Norman conquest. Pardon, Your Majesty. When you refer to another Norman conquest, are you referring to when England was invaded by France in the 11th century? I am indeed, Dame Helen. Now that we are no longer in the European Union, our borders are no longer respected, and any modern-day William the Conqueror can walk right up to our proud island nation and claim it as their own. And France is sending their Legion of Honor to do just that. Ha! I say let the French and their shishy musketeers to our shores. We'll show them who's boss. It may not be that simple, Sir Sean. 
The French Legion of Honor also admits aging entertainers from different countries into the ranks, just like our knights. Which is why and how we were fortunately able to recruit the unparalleled Sir Henry Winkler. The Legion of Honor will undoubtedly have their own celebrity-based tricks up their sleeve. This is a challenge we may not be able to overcome. Don't despair, Dame Ellen. We won't lose to the French Legion of Honor. When I played Alfred the Butler... I wouldn't let Batman to Dark Knight give up hope. And I won't let us regular knights give up hope, neither. Sir Michael is right. The knights will survive, as we always have since the days of King Arthur with a capital. You're right, fellow knights. Let us make a plan to defeat the French Legion of Honor. Do we have any information about the plans? I've intercepted some communication between that organization. They all happen to use... Virgin Mobile. Sir Richard, are you saying you listen to people's phone calls without their knowing? Should you be doing that? I don't know. Should the UK have subjugated and colonized half the known world and then left the European Union because they felt like being part of a democratic organization of countries with shared culture and history infringed on their right to self-determination? Aye, fair enough. Let's hear what you got. Most excellent order of the British Empire defeat the French Legion of Honor? Why do both of these organizations admit foreign nationals with no military experience in their ranks? And seriously, can someone tell me what's happening with Brexit? Stay tuned for the Norman Conquest Round 2 after this commercial break for the exciting answer to one and only one of these questions. Hey, Casey, put down that book and watch where you're driving. Yeah, you shouldn't be reading a book while you're behind the wheel of a car. You're endangering everyone in the carpool and everyone else on the road. But you guys, I am so engrossed in this book, Moby Dick, I can't put it down, even though I'm driving. It's such a good read. Oh no! You drove us into oncoming traffic! There's a truck coming right for us, but the driver can't see us because he's reading Becoming by Michelle Obama! Casey, if you turn right now, you can still prevent us all from dying. Sorry, I can't pay attention to what you're saying because I'm at my favorite part of the book where Ishmael classifies different kinds of whales. Ah! What do we have here? Another tragic accident caused by drivers reading books. This is the fifth one today. I wish there was some way we could prevent this needless loss of life. It's a shame there isn't some kind of magical solution that allows people to enjoy literature and get to work on time without committing vehicular manslaughter slash suicide. Actually, there is. That's why we created Audible. Audible. The internet's leading source of audio entertainment, including thousands of hours of your favorite books. Check out this snippet from the Audible Library. Orson Welles reading Infinite Jest. From where does this sentence start? Uh, yes, at the bottom of page 88. Thank you. Rolling. Whenever you're ready. Whenever I'm all right. Let, let us begin. Bottom of page 88. Brent smiled and released the operative's arm. Stealth becomes you, he said. Go shit in your chapeau, steeply wheezed. Bring up his legs to survey the hosiery's damage. Is is this the right tense, bring up? I don't know. We are still rolling. I'm aware when we're rolling. I'm just... It should make sense if one has to say it aloud. 
Of course. I think we defer to the text. You're welcome to resume. Whenever you're the steeply wheezed bring up his legs to survey the hosiery's damage. They spoke for the most part USA English when they met like this, covertly in the field. Um, all right, what, what, did we, what did we decide for saying monsieur? Orson, there's 900 more pages to go. Oh, and, and how will they go without consistency? I, I'm going with monsieur, so help me in the French. That's a good instinct. Thank you, Orson, whenever you're ready. Monsieur Fortier had wished Morant to require that they interface. Uh, oh, I missed a, I've missed a footnote. Orson, let's do those at the end, right? And no well, I've wrangled the works of Shakespeare, beguiled the radio world, and elevated Joseph Cotton into an icon, but this son of a philosophy We've professor... We've talked about this. To the end, nerd! Orson, we can do these all at once at the end. Oh, yes, let's tell the writer, director, and star of Citizen Kane how to record a story in a specific order, shall we? Too much direction around here, if you ask the me. The is live, Orson. Uh, here we are, footnote 39. Uh, Morant's superior in the AFR. Oh, not the devil, there's a little letter here. There's Orson. A, Morant's superior in the AFR. We, we, we've, got, we've got a footnote to a footnote. Oh, the mind reels. The pure audacity of it all, you... Don't know what I'm up against. It might work on the page, but it's very hard on the ear, you see. I, Why I, don't we finish the one? And then... All right, let's skip right to the footnote, reader. Footnotes within footnotes and wheels within reels. Les assassins de Fontenelle Roland, a.k.a. the wheelchair assassins, pretty much Quebec's most dreaded and rapacious anti-onan terrorist it is a true march to the sea, isn't it, reader? I, I, I hope you remember what O-N-A-N uh, stands for, because I am having trouble. Okay, back to the sentence in the original footnote, not the footnote to the footnote, nor the actual text. Moran Superior in the AFR, the leader of to the Wheelchair Assassin's USA cell, and the former boyhood friend of Remy Moran's late older brothers, both struck and killed by trains. Orson? We have another note. So, I assume you're going to read that. No, I was, I'm thinking about losing two brothers to train accidents. Ah. Well, whenever you're ready. <sighs> Rita, here's the note at the end of that footnote. B. C note 304 sub. Son of this pest! We don't have It is to... six pages long. This is a six page footnote referred to from another footnote. Infinite jest! Welcome back once again, listeners, to the conclusion of tonight's episode of the Knights of the Round Table 2020. Our final scene is set on the shores of the seaside city of Hastings, where almost a thousand years ago, a decisive battle was fought which established French control of England. We take you now to an underground hideout beneath Hastings Castle where... Oh no, this can't be right. The Queen of England is held captive by the French Legion of Honor. Release me at once, I implore you. 
Monsieur Clint Eastwood, surely you have more interest in yelling at an empty chair than someone tied to one. No can do, your majesty. The bounty on your head is worth a fistful of dollars. Attention, New York Pacific fans. If you like that Clint Eastwood joke, listen to episode 9, The Will of the West, to hear the exact same one again and more just like it. Um, then, Madam Streisand, surely I can convince you to stop raining on my parade. <laughs> Sorry, but people, people who capture people, are the most victorious people in the world. Well, what about you, Madam? Um, I'm, I'm sorry I'm not familiar with you. Uh, Quoi? I've been Catherine Deneuve, a prolific French actress of stage and screen, and 14 times Cesar Award nominee. If you say so, I won't even bother appealing to Bob Dylan, the most sinister and vile among the French Legion of so-called honor. <laughs> you got that right, Monsieur Dylan. The Queen's days are numbered, sure as these three statues around us are, fixed in place and incapable of movement of any kind. As if on cue, the very surrounding statues to which Monsieur Clint Eastwood alluded sprang to life, revealing themselves to be not just immobile relics of the past, but... The British Knights? Impossible! Listen, Chester, the only thing impossible here is you shards thinking you're safe and sound from us. Sir Sean is right. We knights of the round table tapped into the power of street performance to fool the French Legion of Honor into thinking we were statues this whole time. Well, partners, we're still holding your queen. That's checkmate. Um, I'm afraid you're wrong on two counts, Monsieur Eastwood. First, that's not how checkmate works. Second, I'm not the real queen. Dame Helen Mirren! I can't believe it. People, people who act like other people, are the trickiest people in the world. Oh, please. I've won so many acting awards just for playing Her Majesty. It's second nature to me at this point. Monsieur Dillon said it. A little setback like this isn't going to stop France from conquering England again, now that Brexit is going on. Wait, is that how Brexit works? No No one one knows! But now there are four of you and four of us. Looks like we've got a little Mexican showdown on our hands. That's not how a Mexican showdown works. How do you not know that? Besides, Monsieur Eastwood, uh, let us keep the nations involved just to the ancient rivals England and France. Well, that's one thing we can agree on, madam. Uh, sorry, I'm not familiar with uh, you. La merde! I am Catherine fucking Deneuve. I was the face of France's symbol of liberty. And I'm the only French person representing the Legion of Honor right now. Forget it. Everyone find your counterpart on the other team and take them down. You got it, Madame Deneuve. People, people who fight. Get it, Madame Streisand. Let's just get to the fighting, please. Looks like our teams are evenly matched, Frenchie. It's a stalemate. That's all right. We just have to hold our ground until backup arrives. 
also have cavalry on the way, Monsieur Eastwood. And there it is! Wait, Monsieur Elton John is a member of the French Legion of Honor. He's on our team. I'm confused. Sir Elton John's a member of the most excellent order of the British Empire. <laughs> My God, Bob Dylan and Henry Winkler got it right. Elton John is a member of both the French Legion of Honor and the most excellent order of the British Empire. He is not here to reinforce either side. He's here to remind us that we're all on the same side. Brexit or no Brexit, the UK and the rest of the EU have been through a lot together throughout history. And one way or another, we're going to go through a lot together in the future. People, people who need people, are the luckiest people in the world. And as knights on the once opposed sides and race, we conclude today's story on a note of unity. what about tomorrow? What perils lie in store for the Knights of the Round Table 2020 and 2021? What evils lie in the hearts of Brexit? Only the... no one knows! Attention New York Pacific fans, if you like that homage to The Shadow, Listen to episode 7, Look Upon Your Own Damn Works. Oh wait, you can't, you're dead. For a full parody piece. Gary? Gary, got a minute, sweetheart? Just a second, Ma. My scimitar is stuck in the coffee table here. Son of a bitch. Oh, just leave it, dear. <laughs> ah, shit. Sorry, Mom. Gary, I, I need you to... I need you to sit down. Mom, you're not gonna... I need to show you something. If it's adopted girl and her mother discuss meeting, believe me, I saw it. It's a ripoff of an idea I had for a viral video where me and my 88 olds... Oh, Gary, it's not a viral video. It, is it a TikTok? Gary, it's Al Baghdadi. What's he done now? Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi is dead. He was the founder and leader of ISIS. I, uh, the most ruthless and what? violent terror organization God damn it. anywhere in the world. I was gonna... What makes a man legit? Does he change plans when he must and never, ever quit? Was gonna kill Al-Baghdadi Doesn't learn from mistakes This with life at death stakes When all the world is in crisis One man's heading for the leader of ISIS Welcome back to the History of Rome That was an advertisement from our sponsor, New York Pacific. 
I'm not sure when it was set, though. The Knights of the Round Table piece was clearly in 2020, but Gary Faulkner hunted Bin Laden in 2010, and how could Orson Welles read Infinite Jest? Also, I'm recording my podcast in 2007. But you know what? I'm not going to dwell on that. What I am going to dwell on is how the early Roman... Oh, my Jupiter, the Roman god of the sky. I have this recording studio booked right now. Who could that be? Hey, loser. How much longer do you need in there? I need to record a podcast about my favorite ancient civilization. It's called The History of the Ostrogoths. Absurdist Bond stars Meredith Brandt, Sarah Capshaw, Mark X. Gwynn, Sarah Kim, Ben Miller, Ben Richmond, and Julie Richmond. And was written by Mark X. Gwynn and Ben Richmond. And is a New York Pacific production. We'll see you next time. You won't see us.